but it is what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loose Head Sports Show, the number one sports show, maybe on planet Earth at this point. Probably not, but if we keep saying it, it might come true. Uh, firstly, I just want to say that Jed, for those, for the twelve people that will watch this YouTube video, the all the diplomas and education behind Jed is Jed's. Yeah, that's Jed's. He's a doctor uh, of law. Minor on the ground. I did just realise I've come into the family study where it's breathed in mum and dad's accomplishments and yet mine are on the ground. So it's good to see I'm leaving a lasting impact here. Well, that that is good. Uh, firstly, I just want to say that you look filled with energy. Obviously, that's to do with Caffeine Gum Australia. I'm, I'm uh, if sure you want to feel do, if you want to feel good all the time, please buy Caffeine Gum. Um, I was explore. I was playing around with doing a fifteen percent um, offer, but I'm not going to do that. Full price. Yeah, Strong no discount policy. Um, yeah, that's all I've got, mate. How are you? Not back too bad, in Australia. Mate. Yeah, back in Australia. I, yeah. um, it was the only really cheap flight I could get home um, for Christmas. I'm injured, obviously. So, um, yeah, back for a couple of weeks. And, yeah, I, I, I caught a, uh, a two-legger for home. That's the and, worst. Well, it, the difference yeah. is fucking staggering. It's like two and a half times more expensive. Direct flight here is like eight, eight hours. It's fucking nothing. My commute by the end of it, I, I got a two-hour flight to Vietnam. That was sweet. No dramas. Um, and then it was meant to be like a two-hour layover, which is, I've got to be honest, for like an extra grand and a half is nothing. Like, I'm happy yeah. to do that. For, for for that much savings, you do that. I land, The second I landed, I got a text saying it's been delayed four hours. So I spent six and a half hours at fucking Ho Chi Minh Airport. Did you eat any po? No, oh. I, got bit, I got Burger King, though. Of course. Of course. That's another <laughs> traditional Vietnamese dish. Yes. The, the king of the burgers. Um, but well, that's good. So you're back. The sun's shining. It's been very different the last three months since you've gone. Maybe it'll start raining again now. You're back. Oh, it'll rain. It's going to rain. Mate, I, the mm. airport is the, one of the worst places in the world. Like, oh, but let's just say Hong Kong airport is remarkable. Oh, just... Hong, Hong Kong was fantastic. I got the train straight to the station. It arrives at the state, like at the airport, not like walk in. It's inside. You obviously used the disabled. Uh, I did use the disabled card, so you don't I have to pay full price. You I do understand what you're talking about now, so I do yes. fucking I do use that now. But nice little hack for anyone. That it is a nice hack. Way. There's a fucking big line every day for the people using the disabled and all the other. It's like three dollars, but fuck it, that's savings. Um, Have I told you the story how why they built that airport? No. Uh, so what happened? Uh, obviously, Hong Kong used to be under British occupation for like a hundred years, and because of the low tax rates, Hong Kong was a business and is a business hub of Asia. It's a fantastic place for anyone that's not been there. Uh, very easy to be an entrepreneur there. I know a lot of people that have moved there, started off doing manual labor or, or, or gym work, and then ended up making a living and a life there. So it's a fantastic place. Because of all that, the Hong Kong government had a huge amount of money in the bank. So obviously, when they were handing it back to the Chinese, the British didn't want to leave billions of dollars in Chinese hands. So what they decided to do was build a airport. So the the island that it's on or the area that it's on is actually a manufactured island. So that body of land did not exist prior to them building the airport. But they all did it just so that um China we, wouldn't get any yeah, yeah so that China wouldn't get the money. 
Well, it's it's a fucking fantastic airport. It's all very smooth. Um, you got to wear a mask, obviously, which is fucking don't miss that. Um, but amazing airport. Now Vietnam, Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh, not a great airport. Not a great obviously. airport. Other thing is, you're just bombarded by the it, it bring airports bring out the fucking worst of anyone. You could be a good person, you'll get scummy in an airport. Lining up for the thing where you got to scan your backpack and people don't pull their fucking laptops out until they get oh. to the front of the line. Oh, there was only one machine at this airport. So I'm, we're all fucking waiting there for these Spanish. It's customers. so annoying. Oh, what do you mean? I can't take cocaine through an oh, international I know, airport. I know, I know. And no, knives you, and you guns. Gotta, and You got to do it all before you go through. <laughs> but like, it just brings out the fucking scummiest of people. And oh. it's a truly anger inducing process waiting for all those fucking lines like you've got 25 minutes to just pull your phone and your laptop out of your bag um it's fucking pissed it was very frustrating knowing i had six hours to go as well hurt well you having a little rant there is a good way to start the show i think well i'm not done because the vietnam one vietnam's like a cool place to go now right it's awesome so everyone on the flight and waiting for the flight were all these hippy dippy fucking kids from Sydney. Like, like everyone's got braided hair and fucking weird. But fake hair. hippies. So they've come yeah, from like the Eastern hippies. suburbs with money and they go, Oh, I need to find some purpose and some meaning. So they pretend to be hippies to feel good about their lives. Oh, it's their it comfortable was, lives. You know, I hate hippies. So I, I, I fuck, I would have thrived in like the early eighties. Um, and then what, what generation is it? It's not our generation where people just sit on FaceTime the whole time. So I watched a couple of girls. They there was a five hour wait. They just sat on FaceTime for five hours, like walking around with the phone in front of their face, filming the fucking people waiting for the plane, um, updating like every minute on nothing's changed. But like, what generation is that? Like they're going through security, they're FaceTiming the whole fucking thing. Who, who possibly? Yeah, it's got to be their boyfriend. Could give that much of a fuck about anything. To well, be on it's, other end it's probably not their boyfriend on the other end. He'd be on there begrudgingly. Oh, well, oh, I just was watching it, just watching this girl film everything like she was a current affair, like something was going to happen. The flight's delayed. Sit down, shut the fuck up, be sad like the rest of us. I'm lying on the ground playing chess. Do that. You're like, a chess guy. I'd become a chess guy in the last four days, yes. What's your rating? It's pretty, oh, on chess.com. It's in the 200s. It's very low. I've only just started, bro. That's better than mine. What's your rating? <laughs> oh, it's less than that. Oh, it's fucking... I don't have the patience or the intellect for chess, I don't think. I don't know why I started playing, but I was like, I'm going to be good at chess now. Because Andrew Tate. You like Andrew Tate. I do like Andrew Tate. But the other thing about the landing in Vietnam was you don't need masks anymore, which is cool. That is cool. But they made this long fucking announcement about monkeypox. Like really long. In and yeah. Obviously, because you're in... It's like in several different languages. So they did one in French, one in English, one in fucking Chinese. I don't know. But like, well, I feel like you probably the average punter just on statistics doesn't need to worry about monkeypox that much. No, but we need something to worry about, Jed. We all need something to worry about. Who, I mean, who, would, want a, who, who would want a very relaxed life? Definitely not me. I'll just listen to the whole thing and I'm going, well, it's a very specific, like the way it's transmitted for those I'm yes. winking and nudging right now, but like it's very specific. You know if you're going to be at risk of it or not. I like to think in my five-hour yes. layover, I wasn't at risk of it. 
<laughs> you might have been though. <laughs> yeah. We probably shouldn't mention how you get it. Are you drinking a beer? No, I'm drinking a, I drank a boo. I could a nice coffee. I ran out of gum. <laughs> um, well, look, you need to be jacked up all the time. Yeah, look, I uh, highly recommend visiting Vietnam. I enjoyed Ho Chi Minh the least of all the places we went there. Uh, we went and did all the war stuff. Fascinating and sad at the same time. But we did the the Chu Chi tunnels and Kate crawled through one. Mm. Couldn't, couldn't believe it. Mate, honestly, you, you could hold a gun to my entire family. I would not do that. There's no way in front. I, I did it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I did it. Yeah, significantly smaller. Yeah, oh, fuck no. Oh, like I'd yeah. have to be greased up by a team of Vietnamese men to get in that tunnel. Yes. Like that's just to get my lower portion in. It was it's a cool place. I have been there. Um Grange, my my roommate's going there for uh for Christmas and doing some shit. So cheap massages and he loves all that shit, eh? Yeah, he does. I love dodgy sure massages. He, and I'm sure him and his girlfriend will really enjoy the, the dodgy <laughs> massage. My only other thing from the flight was, you know, when you're there, you're doing the safety check. Yes. Why the fuck would you need a whistle and a light on your on the thing, the inflatable? Vent? So that if it's dark in the middle of the night and you're in the ocean, I do not actually know this. So it's, it's if if you crash into the ocean and it's dark in the middle of the night, people can see you and people can hear you. Okay, hear me out. I reckon in most cases, I, all I see in my head is like the plane's going down, the plane's going down, the oxygen thing drops, and then people have just got a whistle in their mouth, in their chair, just flashing their light around, just whistling. Yeah, people are, people are dumb. I don't I, think I, I think a whistle to never be too in much that, power. It's too I, much power. I hope to never be in that situation. Yeah, um, like I understand it, but also that would mean like you're solo in the ocean somewhere, which is unlikely if you're flying with fucking 400 other people. I just think a whistle and a light is too much power for the average man and or woman. And I think that's, we should remove <laughs> that, that. Look, that's a good point. Maybe this show will actually make a difference one day. Well, hopefully Qantas or someone's listening. They do uh, listen. Alan yeah. Joyce is a big, big fan of yours. Big, big. <laughs> um, I actually almost, almost called you on Friday because I needed, I wanted to talk. So badly, the news of the day was Harry, that, Harry and Megan. No, they're on my fucking list as well. Don't worry, <laughs> fuck those two. But Elon, no, no, no. U.S. and Russia conducted one of the most one of the most one sided fantasy trade deals of all time. Oh my god! Brittany Griner coming home for the fucking merchant the of, of death. The merchant, the merchant of death. Of death. I. I yeah, let's get your thoughts on it. I, I guess my thoughts on it are: I'm glad she's home. I don't mm. think that she should have been put in jail for having a vape cartridge. You of all people would appreciate the benefits of THC for mental and physical health. But uh, to give back an arms dealer doesn't seem the most doesn't, doesn't seem doesn't seem like a fair trade, does it? Well, it's important, firstly, because she's someone that's like. On the record, I don't like America. I don't like what they do. This place is all wrong. If that's why the rest of society, this is what the rest of society has to do, is even though these people, she's ungrateful, fucking pain in the ass. If she gets arrested abroad, you still bring her home and you still go to all these steps to bring back the ungrateful fucking punters of society. So I think that's a positive is that she is back despite the fact that she probably doesn't deserve to be on her merits. And she, what about she, the hoopla? Apparently, there was a marine over there. There is a marine over there. So, and, I, and you, I don't think you can believe everything that you read on Twitter, 
since Elon's taken over, I go on Twitter a lot more just quietly. Yeah. But um, apparently they had the choice between a US Marine that was imprisoned in Russian jail for espionage or they're claiming espionage and uh, or Brittany Griner and they chose to bring the WNBA player home. So I I have, I obviously, it's probably all hearsay, but I heard sort of differently in that he was in a different class of prisoner, like obviously being a spy versus just being a fucking big idiot. I think it'd be um, hard to, it'd be hard to know. It's hard to know, but it's it does show you like where the like emphasis is placed. Like Lord knows, like anyone listening to this podcast who isn't playing in the Wallaby, so anyone who isn't Holloway, like if you're getting caught overseas, no one's coming that quick. But like anyone have merit, and the merit can be from athletics or like Brittany Griner, like she's an she's an WNBA player, like because she's of standing in that sort like your country and people give a fuck. But if you're a normal person, they won't give a fuck. And even a person who's a Marine. A Marine. But, and and if he isn't allowed to come back because of his ranking and the deal wasn't sweet enough, even though the merchant of death was traded back to fucking Russia. But where like where's been like all the all the chat about him and bringing him home and like making sure he's okay. Like no one gives a fuck. It's interesting. It's interesting, well, it's, isn't it? It's just like if you're not of standing in society, and I'll get to this later because I've got another person who pissed me off this week, but we give way too much credence to people who are famous because of everything but their brain and they're popular because of everything but their brain. And they're like everyone gets behind them and goes, fuck it, let's like this is the person we need back in our in our society. Kardashians. Yeah, well, it's, it only came up because that fucking Wally Dali. I hate that guy, but this little that little dwarf fuck who played um, John Ibrahim on Underbelly. You know who I'm talking about? No, his name. I, I remember the show, but I don't know. Yeah, who he's guys. like this little fucking dude. He came out um, after there was that tragic shooting of in Queensland. Oh, that's fucked. So bad, and he uh, like he attributed it in a tweet to the pandemic and repercussions uh. from the pandemic, right? And it just made me think like. Wh- Honestly, I, if I see that little fucker around Sydney, I will slap the fuck out of him because it, it might, like he must feel like someone wants to hear that message. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel like that. But someone like he because he played an actor because he acts and pretends to be other people in TV. TV is very popular. He's important. Yeah, he now gets to like, and it, it couldn't have been a scummier shitter message than that on a day where two young cops lost their lives doing their fucking job. He is a fucking piece of shit. And I promise on this podcast, if I see him in the next fucking three weeks, I will slap the fuck out of him. Now, he's about four foot five. Tag him in this fucking video because there could not be a scummier action than that. Don't give, don't give his name any credit. I don't, I don't want to know who but he like is. But like, that's the... I'd swear I'm more and more as I get older, I'm shifting to people who are f- famous or celebrities because they're smart. Mm. Or because they have an interesting take or something, or because they actually achieve something, rather than people who just like acting is very privileged. Like people really love actors, but the secret is a lot of actors are fucking dumb as shit, or they're completely useless to society. Other than the fact that they're sort of cool on a TV. Like I, I like some. There's some good ones. Like I, I think Tom Hardy's unreal. He does a lot for the. But I, you think Tom Hardy's unreal because of things he does off off That's camera, right? right? It's right. not like oh, there's that. Chick who played so and so, she's awesome. Let's listen to what she has to say about the election. Like, shut the fuck up. Well, even your mate, The Rock, you know, 
well, ever since you really made me think about it, when I was younger, The Rock was cool because he's just a big guy, does lots of things. He's very successful at it. Being successful is something to be... He certainly, he certainly depicts that he works harder than the average person, which is something to be applauded. But, like, you're right. He can't drink a coffee or fucking kiss his daughter on the head without filming it. And I, I think that sucks. That's why... Even though, like, it'll be the same names. Of course, I'm saying the same people. Like, when have you seen Joe Rogan fucking put his family in anything? Like, he keeps them. He keeps his family his family. You know, and he, he posts about it. It was like, you know, Aaron Donald, the 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 Rams player that plays NFL? Yeah. Big, bad motherfucker. Like, yeah, tank, yeah. tank of a man. Filmed all this workout video with him just after the Super Bowl to get, like, the shine. Hmm the shine of Aaron Donald and to show that he's also a hard worker. Yeah. It's just, I I would very much recommend people to stop listening to fucking celebrities. They were famous for acting, singing, anything like that. Stop listening to them about your life or social issues or fucking economic issues because they're dumb as shit. If they were really smart, they'd be doing something and you wouldn't know who they are. Well, I I think the rocks, the rocks clearly smart. He's clearly smart. I don't think you can get to that level of success without. Yeah, he's not. Very, he's very not MIT smart. smart. He's smart. He's no. business savvy. No, he he's smart. I, look, I respect him, but I think he's become a bit of a flog. I have saved the video of him promoting Joe Biden before the last election because I think it'll be very interesting to see what he does at this next election. I think he'll do the same thing. Joe Biden. Yep. Ooh. but it, he seems like a guy that doesn't want to divide half the country. Yeah, I think I think like most, it's the very good business is is not getting into politics, not because it annoys people, but because you lose half your audience, right? What does Michael Jordan say? Even Republicans buy shoes. They do, and I dare say Michael Jordan may have swung the other way since then, given that he'd be getting taxed to the absolute shit house. Um, but yeah, we just got to stop looking to like so and so's come out to say this about COVID or said this about fucking the election or say this about the Australian PM like who gives a fuck saw ScoMo the other day walking through Cronulla with his two security guards Scotty got to have security guards oh they're two two little guys following behind look I don't think anyone's going to hurt ScoMo not in Cronulla no maybe in fucking Paddington how about all the Twitter stuff going on over the last week I did perhaps predict that Elon Musk may lose his marbles on Twitter. So I I still think what he's doing right now is either one of the greatest publicist-based like things ever, like where he's a little bit unhinged in what he's saying. It's very like but as in it's overly provocative. It's very Twitter-centric. It's getting a lot of eyes. But I, I still do think that the his power that he's yielding at the moment could unhinge him in a way. He's 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 gone from libertarian to right-wing Republican. But is that just a reaction to the way the world's been in the last couple of years? Absolutely, because the the fucking last couple of years of just madness have made people, have pushed every, all the centrist right. Isn't it a thing where if you get an overreaction, then you tend to get an overreaction back the other way? And I think yeah. he's a good example of, he's a good example of that um, playing out at the moment. I, I think, well, okay, put aside if you think he's going to lose his mind or not. What what do you actually think of the information that's been put out there and what he's actually doing? I like it. 
I like it. It's a it's an absolute leveling. It's a playing. It's a it levels a playing field for fucking for everyone else who's had to sit around and deal with bullshit for you know and the media being very light on certain issues and heavy on other issues. Well, he's he's released the Twitter files or Matt Taibbi did or whatever, and uh, I looked around some of the YouTube videos going around and the the main news companies in America barely even talked about it. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I mean, they've obviously all got invested interest somewhere, literally invested interest, but I think it's good. I think it, it, it'll serve as more of a platform for at least a variety of opinions of all different all different natures. Uh, it's it's the way that it's been running for the last couple of years is no one ever has to hear a fucking opinion that's contrary to their own. Mm. So you can post this bullshit nonstop and you, you won't have to hear someone go, oh, look, I actually don't agree with that because it's just been channeled one way. So I like it. I still think like he's different to the common man where, yes, you'll get an overreaction because of, you know, you're right in the in the way you talk about politics and overreaction and underreactions, but he just yields such incredible power and money. It would take a very, very wise and stable man to deal with that for 30 to 40 years. Like he's really like, he's obviously been very rich for a long time, but now he's socially important. It's And he's doing a lot. He's doing fucking heaps. He's doing a lot. I think, I think it's very, very, very interesting to see how it's all going to play out. It's so entertaining. It is. I go on Twitter every day now just to see what he's doing. And it's funny. I, I never really did Twitter before because I kind of thought it was for like old people or Americans. And since doing podcasts, it's good to actually promote it. And I barely use it because I, I feel like what's the fucking point just giving out your opinion. But some of the voices that pop up, like Elon's, Elon, there was this Twitter page of this guy that tracked Elon's private jet. Yeah, I saw that one. And um, he had an issue with his son last night where his son was followed by someone in LA who had tracked his vehicle and they got out, got in the way of the vehicle and started jumping on the vehicle. So he's ended up blocking anyone that follows anyone's account. And all the all the voices popping up today are like, oh, Elon's talking about free speech, yet puts, you know, that yet cancels someone that tracks his jet and it's just bullshit and he's full of shit. And but you got you know. yeah, it's and then I'm finding like I don't really give a fuck. But even in my own head, I'm going, that's a fucking stupid thing to say. Like yeah, but he ad- so he advocates. I'll put it like I'm in his column at the moment, but he advocates for free speech. Sure, but it's his fucking company. He can do whatever he likes, and and people will remember that. So but that's it. But that's the argument for the other side when they were censoring people. And well, I, I'd say then it's on the spectrum of what's freer. It's certainly freer than it was. Yeah, because people from different political leanings and like social justice leanings can say whatever they like on there, but. You know, if he owns the fucking company, he doesn't have to. He's got no one to like answer to. He can, if he wants to block someone, he can fucking block them. I, apart from talking in public, like we don't have another mechanism for free speech. So if he chooses to do that, and so be it. That's what he. That's his right. I I love him. I love that he's. I love that he exists. He's clearly got a huge set of balls. The other really important thing that I want to know the answer to is what was Donald Trump's reaction to all this. Well, I, I, you'd have to follow him on that weird other thing. No, I'm not going to do that. What was it? What is it? Truth Social or something. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. I considered um, it. I considered it. So I considered joining Rumble. 
I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I I think if he's gearing up for the next election, I'm not sure Twitter's the best space for him. He's going to have to win someone from the other side. And him going out guns blazing is probably not the best. best. That's a bother. Your point about reactions, overreactions, underreactions is American in a nutshell. That's why it's they just go. It's Australia as well. Oh, it's, it's on such a small level, though. But like I'm is. talking politically in America. They, that's why they just go Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. Well, we've basically done that here for the last 10 years. Yeah, but we're so centrist in what we believe. Like, whereas America's so polar opposite, so polar. So you get four years of Barack Obama doing fucking hey. not the best job. Then you get Donald Trump coming in, doing some good things, but with messages that piss off so many people. And then you get a guy who has Alzheimer's because he – the Donald Trump pissed too many people off, so you, they just bounce. Sleepy Joe, he's got he's the worst world leader in probably human history. I can't oh, believe man. I'm alive. Adolf Hitler, Kim Jong Un, <laughs> uh, Chairman Mao. Well, oh. you know Stalin. They certainly had policies. Kevin though. Rudd, <laughs> the Handball King. No, they, they all those people had some very very poor policies. But in terms of like the modern, what, what? Oh, okay. They had bad, like, as in they ran on, like, the, the things were terrible. Like, they're all fucking. You said they had some poor policies. <laughs> no, they were bad. They're very, very bad. All those people were bad, but I mean, uh, but I mean, in the modern, don't bring those fucking people up. In no, the it's... modern, like, very like normal sort of leader realm, where like in, just... in the modern in the modern era, he's a very poor. It's excuse for a leader. I don't know if he could. Do, I don't know if he could have a conversation. Be very. Yeah. I think it would be past him mentally. Is my point. Like I, you've, I've never seen someone who holds such great power yet have such little ability to even communicate. It seems like that's your only job. All of our listeners who hate politics chat would have been tuned out by now. Oh, too bad because that's <sighs> just one of. It's just. Well, one I think it's just it's fascinating to me. It is and fascinating. Like, I don't give a fuck about it. It's just entertainment. It is entertaining, and it, it, at least it's real. It's more entertaining than some made-up fucking cartoon bullshit. It's happening in real time. It is. And it's the greatest TV show. It's a, it. I used to love House of Cards. I still love I watch it every so often. Love it. You yeah, remind me a lot of Frank Underwood, actually. I like Frank Underwood. I know. I know. You've got very <laughs> similar qualities. Very similar political uh, qualities and people management skills. But working, um, working in the White House or even in the Australian Parliament, I think would be fascinating. I reckon it'd be boring in Australia. I think it would be fascinating. Now, what would be boring is standing at West Drive train station handing out fucking pamphlets before every election. That would be fucking boring. Do you reckon they all have mistresses and like even the, the chicks that have like a couple of boyfriends? And yeah. They would, eh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fucking old mate from Queensland and Ken Munster. Live Palmer? <laughs> no. They're Premier, Palaszczuk. And Ken Munster. You heard that yarn? Oh, maybe. I don't know. That's a wild yarn. I'm going to look that up. Off <laughs> you should look that up. There's a good yarn about that. Oh, uh, good on Cam Munster. You would. You'd do that, definitely. No fucking chance in the world. I but... wouldn't because I'm happily married, man. But, <laughs> yeah. but you would. No, I would. But, yeah, no, they, I think they all would. Uh, there'd be like a sense of power. I think they they want to yield. What's... um? Fuck, that's... Gets more interesting by the day. He's <laughs> fucking got after Dr. Fauci as well. So hopefully that comes out soon. 
Yeah, it is. And while we're talking about famous people, at least this one's apolitical, is Harry and Megan. I hate Harry and Megan. I'm not watching that show. Oh, no. The, fuck the show. I just saw that they got an award for taking a stance against structural racism. <laughs> made me fucking furious. They shouldn't be getting an award for anything. They don't fucking do anything. Like, even... Like the average person in Australia doesn't think much of the royal family. So what is have- structural racism, by the way? Woo. Depends who you, depends who you are. It, I it it's that the entire like the operation of society is functioning around racist tenants. Oh my god! So, in my opinion, it's the figment of an imagination. But anyway, to many people, that's real. And they got an award for taking a stance against it, which I presume was them not getting into the royal family. But they've gone from one form of celebrity that is fairly useless, but fuck, it makes someone happy, to now they're just rich people in fucking Hollywood. And everyone hates them. Well, no, everyone <laughs> all doesn't England, hate them. All they're, England hate them. Like, oh, England hate them. Like, at least... Your guy, your fucking mate, what's his name? Uh, Pierce Morgan, just going off every five seconds on Twitter about him. She's got to stop fucking complaining about stuff. Like, she couldn't, um, she's just constantly whinging, Megan Markle. It's it's fucking unbelievable. Well, Um, look, we whinge all the time on the show, but if you are. If I had fucking $50 million, I probably wouldn't be whinging that much. And you're in suits and you're like, great. And then you became a princess. What What are we talking about? I reckon the British media would be awful. Awful, awful. But look, a lot of upside, small downside. I don't know. Get to marry a prince. Seems like a good off. dude. Seems like a good dude. Fucking entitled bitch. He might be a good dude, but he's he's fucking dead to me now. He's he's useless. He's fucking useless. He should have stayed in the army. Like something of merit to. Now he's just hanging out in Hollywood. But you still support Prince Andrew, don't you? <laughs> I don't support Prince Andrew. <laughs> I think that. That whole thing's fucking another. Just it's just insane. I watched that the other day. That is a wild story. There's some fucking crazy shit. The FTX thing happening at the moment. Oh, I haven't even started talking about that. That yet. is fucking wild too. <laughs> there's but there's been is, some great stuff. For anyone who likes reality TV, maybe your girlfriend likes reality TV. Get them into actual reality. So not people, not the Kardashians. Like this is reality TV every day. You wake up and the leader of the free world's like asleep at a conference, and then you've got some guys just fucking giving his girlfriend eight billion dollars in in cryptocurrency and robbed a million people the princess and fucking prince of england are hanging out in hollywood drinking lattes and complaining about shit like this is real reality um, invest yeah. in that you can't even make that shit up either you can't you know elon musk is is re- revealing that people censored the hunter biden laptop stories that people tried to get other accounts blocked that all the people involved in Twitter decided to get rid of Trump rather than actually get rid of then him actually, uh, you know, disobeying any policies. Yeah, like of course. Fasc- fascinating. Of I course. love it. I it love is fascinating, it. but it's it's real reality TV, and you got to read a little bit harder to get to it. But it's fucking very entertaining. Now the the SBF thing the. Um, like he has a lot. Of, he has a lot of similarities to you as well. That guy. He doesn't. He's a fucking little nerd. He's a little fucking dweeby nerd. Well, you're a big nerd. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but he is a fucking piece of shit. I like the fact that he, the guy who, like, I'm sure we've spoken about it before, but like, he effectively 
he he just stole eight billion dollars. Like I, I listened to a. Have you ever listened to Lex Friedman? Who goes on? Yeah, Twitter? I love him. Yeah. So Lex Friedman, for anyone who's he does this guy does podcast Lex Friedman podcast. He's a very intelligent guy, and these aren't like. Uh, I find him a bit dry sometimes. He is dry, but that, that, that's yeah. my point. He's, it's not a surface level conversation where they bounce over something in thirty seconds. Like I will listen to the one on FTX, and it went for four hours. So like it's not it's not exactly like. You know, get in the car, cheer listening. you up. Yeah. No, it's not. But it's fucking very, very smart. And they explained the way that FTX crashed and what was happening. And it, it was fascinating. But like the the fact that he was allowed to go and do like a public speaking tour of America for a month or so. Just recently. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was sponsored by the New York Times or they paid him for it. Yeah. It was like, that's madness. And then finally he gets arrested. I mean, he's going to do some serious time in the slammer. I, he needs to. He needs to lose a bit of weight. I don't know. That's really rich coming from us. <laughs> well, he's going to lose a bit of weight and he's going to have a boyfriend because he's going to Pelican Bay. He's going to be playing basketball in Pelican Bay in a month. Where's he's... Pelican Bay? <laughs> Pelican Bay prison. I have no idea. Oh, Pelican, Pelican Bay, like federal prison. Um, max max facility. Yeah, he, he's going to go to federal prison and he should. Like, there's so much. And someone was making the point on that podcast, like, Obviously, a lot of rich and famous people lost money in that. But like the average punter, like if me or you had 20 grand in that and it's gone, like that's going to do a lot more detri- damage to us than it would have done to, you know, Tom Brady losing Tom, five mil. Well, they probably gave him more than that. Yeah, exactly. But like that's that could be the difference between, you know, a house or not a house or paying your bills versus not paying your bills, not, not just excess money. It's fucking. It's, what else is going on, Jed? It's maddest, mate. That that for me, just like a lot, a lot of my friends have been crapping on about FTX for a long time, and now that it's collapsing, we've just been waiting. Like, when is this guy going to get arrested? It's he should have stayed in the Bahamas. We got arrested in the Bahamas. He did. Oh, yeah, they had an extradition thing. He'd be spewing. Yeah. He needs to go somewhere shitter and more corrupt. India. That's yeah, what you were saying offline. India. Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, India, India in a naughty chair for some things, but yeah, he could have gone there or just go to another island that doesn't, you would just pay like a hundred bucks and hang out there forever. Do you know Virat Kohli has more Instagram followers than LeBron James? LeBron James? Well, there's a lot of people in India, man. There are. I reckon you've been, you mean big dramas if you went to India and started bad mouthing Virat Kohli publicly? I would never do it publicly, just behind his back. You know what I mean? He's a good cricket player. Great cricket player. I mean, a cricket player's little nerdy fucking dweebs as well. Yeah, they are, but he's very good at it. I'd love to be good at something, Jed. He yields. Oh yeah, fuck. He yields the axe like not many others. He's a good. He's a fucking hell of a player. This is why I do this podcast because I get to learn things from you. Well, you're not going to learn much, but he's. I was reading a, another thing. The Ash Barty won tennis player of the year. Didn't she he retire? Kept, yeah, she retired. So anyway. he's still the best. Yeah, apparently. Nick Kyrgios <laughs> lost. So he came second, right? And he yeah. went on Instagram and was like, basically, fuck this. Like, put up the stats from the year, like this and that. But who gives a fuck? Do we like, but I, I'm still in like- I two, like Kyrgios. Yeah, I that's like what him. I was going to ask. So go on, defend your case. I just like people that say what they feel and whether I agree with it or not. He's just being who he is. And I like that. I don't think we have enough of that. I mean, it's true. You make a 
reasonable. I think Ash Barty's great as well. She's awesome. She's how you would want an Australian sports star to be. She's very good at sport as well. Absolutely. Seems like a great person and a great stateswoman for the country, which is what everyone would like your sports people to be. But equally, we want sports people who say what they think, are true to themselves, are honest and emotional, and who are also fucking good. And I think Kyrgios, when he's on when he's on form, ticks all of those boxes. I don't think I would ever be friends with Nick Kyrgios. Now that's a completely different matter because I don't I don't think I should have to be friends with him. I, I think he's probably a bell end. Um, but I do like aspects of it. And if I was in his shoes, I probably would have posted something similar. <laughs> like, but he he the fact that he doesn't really care about perceived repercussions, I don't mind. I do think that there's certain times where when he's representing the country and whatnot, he he could do a better job. When he's representing yeah. himself, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, look, tennis is one of those sports that even when you're representing yourself, people still see you as representing Australia. So yeah. It's a, hard, it's a hard one. Well, I, I think, like him. I yeah. like him. I could only imagine what a piece of shit I'd be if I had 20 million bucks in the bank. Um, you know, know, respect for him. He'd, be, he'd, be, he'd, he'd have millions for sure. Oh, yeah, he would. No, I don't mean that. I mean the piece of shit aspect. I would I think, be, yes. I think individual sportsmen, and it's been since I was a kid, they're just weirder people. Yeah. They I don't, look, they don't rugby, you have to fit into a community. You got to. Well, not even if fit in, but like just be, like, be able to function. Like these... If you're just going and staring at the bottom of a pool or fucking hitting a tennis racket with yourself all day, well, there's um, yeah, there's a good. There's, it, yeah, it would be swimming, looking at a, a line on a pool for four hours a day. I reckon that's the weirdest one. Oh, it'd be so bad. And that's like, so you get your flowers once every four years at the Olympics, and you better hope you win that motherfucker. And like, hundred percent. And look, oh, I can imagine that's why they all do prescription drugs and have eating disorders and. And some of them become pop stars. It's so weird. No, he was a pop star first. Oh, I whatever. Like, I like Cody Simpson. <laughs> he didn't. Have, he didn't need this life. Like I was on. I was on a plane once, and the Australian swimming team walked on, and some of the girls had the broadest shoulders. I'm like, oh, they're massive. Wow. They're look so, at you. Look at you girls go. They're huge, bro. They're so square. You just want to fucking. I don't know. Just hold on. Just <laughs> go for a swim. Just, oh, that sounded gross. It wasn't intended to be. It wasn't intended to be gross. I know what you mean, though. They're so big and square. They just dwarf you. In real just life. hold me in your arms. I sort of want to put one of the blindside flanker and put her up at six. You know what I mean? Like, they're, <laughs> they're just so big and square. But it's just... Good great. on them. Good on them. They don't complain as much as some people. Um, you know, very demanding like, sport. I like Cody Simpson, though, because he was a pop star, famous as shit. Good singer, right? Eh? Well, fuck, who knows? But he didn't have to come back dating models in fucking Hollywood. He didn't have to come back and stare at the bottom of a pool. He did. I like people that go and chase their dreams, Jed. I got a lot of respect for it. Earn your money, then go chase your dreams. Is that why you brought up Stalin and all those characters? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know how you could tie Stalin into Cody Simpson, but I was having this thought today. Like, if you're someone that's trying to pursue a goal, I think it's smart to create some kind of revenue stream that involves you doing very little work or remote work so that you can have the funds to actually chase your goals. Cause I think, I think coaching is a good example. Like until you actually make it, there's fuck all money in it. So you need to be able to sustain yourself. Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Well, that's exactly multi, what I'm trying Multi-level to do. marketing. 
you know what I did? I've, I've been going to jujitsu again. I gave one of the English guys who loves coffee. I go, here's a six pack of gum. He goes, oh, what's this shit? I'm like, just try it. Just try it. He comes back to me today. I need some more gum. Yeah. Well, caffeine's addictive. You know? Yeah, I know. But I mean, but that's my point. And and I was I, I wanted to make that point for athletes, anyone trying to pursue something that might take some time to get there. I feel like a lot of people give up along the way because maybe money becomes an issue. They've got to pay for families, all sorts of shit. So I think if you really want to pursue a goal, it might be smart to create some kind of revenue stream at the start. And then have some kind of business where you can just work remotely and and it fits around your life. And I don't think everyone could do once you've once you've started on the journey. I don't think everyone could do that. But I think if you're at the start of your journey, it's very easy to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am no genius. You know I'll, I've lower, done, I've done I'll it. lower the bar. I'll lower the bar, for, particularly for athletes. Do anything else besides what you do. Do yeah. something that isn't you going to training. You're going to get pissed, or you playing Xbox. Because the guys who I saw, and I'm not exactly, my sample size isn't fucking thousands, who did anything else, whether they had a job that they worked two shifts a week or they fucking did something, had some sort of... Well, Dane Hale Hale at Petty is a great example. What did he do? Well, he started a healthy fast food uh, outlet um, in Perth while he was at the Rebels. He had other businesses going. Guys like Jeremy Tills ran a building company while he was with the Waratahs. Um, Cammy or and Carlo doing the journals. They got journals, yeah. Yeah. So I, the way I would describe to anyone who wanted a professional sporting career is you should look at it as a very serious uh, and fun thing that you do. You can take it as seriously as you like and be as good as you can be, but it's not how you make your living and it's not who you are as a person. And I think that's probably the way that you would survive a professional sporting career because it's some fucking high pressure. And I feel like a lot of people tie their egos in there and, you know, sort of define themselves based on the sport. Um, but I, I think I think that that's not healthy. No, it's not healthy at all. I, and I think the kids who end up the most fucked up and the weirdest or like the most not based in reality are the ones who get signed very, very early and are very, very good. They're the ones who end up with like the fucking piss drinking issues and the, all these problems. There's, you never do anything else. Well, you once remember? it ends as well, once it ends, oh, it's very it ends, hard it's to... Whole, whole different fucking drama, but like... But Once. but I think but I think a big part of that is tied to your you identifying yourself as a professional rugby player rather than go this is just something I do I take it really fucking seriously it doesn't make me better than anyone I just I work hard at it but I've also got this I'm a lawyer I'm a builder I'm a businessman I'm a teacher I'm a chef I, I've got a supplement business I do three podcasts whatever very hard as well very hard because almost everyone you know will only associate sport with you for maybe the rest of your life but you have to at least associate something else with you i agree i i I think that if you look at yourself as more than just a sports person that's a very healthy way to attack it because it could look we've seen guys there's been countless examples of guys who will go in on a one or two year contract spit out the back door they're done that's done i mean you're a good example of that Mm. you know but there's 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 countless, and you're you're lucky. You've got a family who, uh, you know, consider education very important. You yourself are very educated, um, and you've got the ability to do other things. And I I don't think it was ever who, I I I don't know, but I don't think that you would have defined yourself as just a rugby player. I think it was something you did, but you you're more than that. If that it's makes certainly sense. something you want, probably wanted to find yourself as though. 
like yeah. when you're young. But like, yeah. How I old just, are you? How old are you now? Thirty. How fucking stupid were you when you were twenty-one? So, so I've always been very like, very caught like pretty boring, but so dumb, so fucking. Yeah, but, dumb. but boring and dumb, boring and stupid are two very different things. Oh, like yeah, stupid. Like like comparatively to like yes, your, your point is I was never like crazy fucking going to festivals, being a, a madman, but. Fuck you! You are stupid as a twenty-one-year-old. Like if you talking to twenty-one-year-olds now, for the most part, is fucking difficult. Well, I think it's di- it's different now because when you were smartphones in when you were twenty-one, they would have been. Yeah, but yeah. all the social media, all that sort of shit was. And when I was twenty-one, smartphones weren't quite out yet. So like it was TV. Yeah, you know. Do you remember Viber? Viber no. was the first sort of WhatsApp iteration of WhatsApp, and that was the. That was the first thing that came out, but I think I was 23, 24, something like that. So I think I think that's obviously had a huge influence. Um, I can already feel my attention span becoming worse and worse the more time I spend on my phone. Um, this doing these podcasts is the longest that I pay attention to anything. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? it I, is. I was listening to something on that this week and like how hey, you should avoid your phone for X amount of times and X amount of this. But if your business or like way of life is inextricably linked to it. It makes it very difficult. I, I feel like that's a little bit of a cop-out. Um, I use that excuse myself, and that's why I think it's a cop-out. I, I think if you're disciplined with it, you can get around it. Yeah, hold on. But if you if the, like, the research is like, you know, like if you can spend the first couple of hours of your day off your phone, like if you're waking up and going to work, it's or like you work from home, let's say, but like you wake up at seven, like you, you're going to have to be on your phone at eight for work. Like it, it's... It's almost like, I mean, yeah. I, look, I agree, but in my situation, I don't need to be on my phone as much as I am. There's no, no. way I do. So you're letting you're letting everyone down, but everyone else is fine. I'm bringing the average of the world down. Well, like the the I was listening in there, like get an alarm clock, like don't use your phone, like try and do it organically. It's almost like we've got to go back to like phones being phones, and then you have another thing for social media. So like you got. I've considered your, that using my iPad for social media. You got to knock your thirteen ten as your phone. Takes, I just carry an iPad around like this guy. Take, yeah, fuck, old people do that. But you take phone calls with it, you send texts with it, and then when you want social media, you go on a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be smart. I would I would ultimately like to get rid of social media. I think it's very distracting. A lot of my friends have, but it makes it it does make it harder to communicate with them. Yeah. Not because of their fault, but because of just your human nature. Like if you see a photo of Chubby doing something, you're like, oh Chubby, what are you doing? What's, what's happening? But if you don't see him at all, like it takes you, I think it just is harder for your brain to be reminded of like, oh, fuck, I wonder what he's doing. I, I read something very interesting. It's a little bit morbid for anyone listening, but it's probably only five people listening at this point. But um, actually, you know what? I won't say it. It's a little bit too morbid. But you you are right. There are friends that you see. Like I went to school with this Argentinian guy, came over for a year, ended up becoming great mates with him. I think he was fucking lunatic there's some stories i'll tell you off podcast not suitable for certain people listening but i don't talk he messages me every year on my birthday every single year and it's only because facebook pops up that he remembers it yeah so i I guess that that is a good thing because i would i get a lot of it's just i get a lot of enjoyment out of that message every year yeah, I get the same. I get, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I don't not from him, but from my, another Argentinian guy. Um, but I don't know. Like obviously, I've been away for three months. So it's just like you see, you just get to see things like babies being born or fucking 
birthday parties or things. Yeah, just... for the good shit, I think it's good. But if you right. if you had some discipline around it, it might be might be good. No, hey, I, 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 yeah. I just got to change the subject very quickly while this thing's popped into my brain. You I know the I French remember. footballer, Mbappe? Yeah. yeah. He gets paid more than the entire NRL combined. What's that? 100, 100 mil? Oh, no. How many teams? Is it? Yeah, what, like 250 mil, something like that. I don't know. I saw a tweet about it today. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how, well, football's obviously massive, like global game, but like the money's next fucking level. Oh, other thing I heard today is that there's going to be more English premiership clubs go under. Really? Yeah. Very unreliable source, <laughs> but mm. there, you know, I've heard, I've heard some shit. Mm. Interesting times, Jed. What would you do now, knowing what you know about the world? All your, you go back in time. You're 20. You sign a two year deal. Let's add a good club, not the Rebels. Uh, <laughs> knowing what you know now, I, I think I just would have been able to maintain that deal. There's things that people like and want to see. And like it's just cheat code for young kids, man. And it, the most of the time, if you're good enough, you get away with it as a young kid. But if you're not good enough, you get you get the you get the axe. But what would you like? What would you? What advice would you give to to someone who wants to have a good professional career to make as much money as they can and then set themselves up for life once they finish playing? I can't what? answer all that because I haven't done the latter half of that. So, but the. In terms of professional career, I think there's so many just things that don't sound right, but are so true. Like, I think you got to be better at training than playing. I think it's more important what you look like than how talented you are. Like, there's, there's that's true. There's that's so tr- there's true. so many things. Like, I I don't think I think over overall you got to be just very agreeable and like almost kiss ass agreeable. Like, I think that'll get you further than showing personality. Um, like uh, particularly with the with the looking the part thing, like uh, there's just so many guys who've gone year after year and been jacked as shit, and just they look perfect for the what they're going to do, and they just get picked more often than guys who are more talented than them. Yeah, well, they um, get they, more they get more leeway. I like would I would honestly, for like an 18, 19, 20 year old, find whoever's in your position at the Tars and just fucking look like them. If they if they run a Bronco of you know five twenty, go and train till you run a five twenty, like. They've got a cookie cutter for the most part, even if like it's not as bad as it once was, of what they want to see, and then just give them what they want to see. Time point two zero. Have you have you watched or or read the book Money Moneyball? I've watched the movie. I haven't read the book. So I just finished the book. Very very good book. If you can get through all the baseball baseball statistics and bullshit, it's quite a good book. Um, but what they did is they didn't have the money to to go for the baseball stereotypes. So what they tried to do is to get undervalued prospects so that they could um, so that they could get as good as they could without spending all the money. And what they found is that most people looked at someone physically how they came across rather than the cold hard evidence of what they did. And a lot of the Oakland A success was for looking. At, at people that don't necessarily look the part of a professional baseballer, but they they have the ability, they have the they actually have the outcomes that give you the results that are wanted, and they had a huge amount of success doing that. And apparently, people would look at their team, and there was huge fat guys and guys yeah, yeah. with like bad knees, and guys that you would never see in any elite professional program, 
given opportunities because they actually had the ability. Now, I'm not saying rugby is the same. Obviously, yeah. rugby, there's a physical element involved. You know, I, I think it's going to be very hard going forward for a 100-kilo prop to ever play elite rugby. It's just a matter of physics, really. Physics, did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of physics, really. If you're if you're 100 kilos, you're scrambling against Taniela Tupo, Alan Alatoa, it, it's, you know... It's too hard. But look, baseball is very tangible in, in terms of outcomes you can get. So if someone's throwing... But interestingly the- enough, people never looked at that. No, and that's even more reason why it's applicable to rugby. Like baseball is so tangible in that, like if you throw the ball 5,000 times, you've got 300 strikes or whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't give a fuck. But you can literally nail everything down to the exact science of what you contribute in that game. Rugby is more subjective. Yes, it's getting more objective with the data and the analysis of games, this, that, and the other. But when you walk into a room of young kids, you'll still look at the most jacked one straight away or the like the one who's clearly trained hard, he's big and muscly, and be like, fuck, who's that? Yeah, it's like, human, it's human Even nature. if you had a list, even if you had a list of like them ranked in order of speed and ability and this and that, you're just human nature like, fuck, he looks, he looks good. Yeah. So, like, I I told this to heaps of people, and I hope it, I don't know if I think it's helped at least once. But like, you got to look like you got to look the part. Was that, you look prob- the part. Was that my problem? Maybe I don't know. I think it was certainly a contributor. <laughs> but like, yeah, you have to look the part, man. Yeah, and then like apart a- from that, just it's like I think it's like going back to school a little bit. Like, be a good student, and you want to be a good student because you'll learn more anyway. But like. Yeah, Coaches are human, man. Like the, all the staff are human. You like you want to leave good impressions on them, and I still think, I think if that means you hide a little bit of like, you know, the fact that you do like to throw okay. your weight in on things, or you like you don't like this, don't like it. Doesn't it should doesn't fucking matter. Just fucking yes or no. So what can I do more? What can I? How can I get better in this? And if it's crap advice, you just fucking take it and go. Yes, yeah, sweet. I'll go do that right now because you don't always get good advice. No. And you just like you, you just got to be a straight A student until you're at a point where you're good enough that it doesn't matter. And we do have those guys where they're so talented that they can still be toxic fucking people and or annoying people and or poor teammates. That exists, but for the most part, like the guys who succeed and aren't necessarily as talented are just fucking hard workers, head down, bum up. If you That's- are a shit player or not a good player, and you are a fuckwit. There's no hope for you. You're burning the candle at both ends. You're fucked, and like you, you're genuinely fucked. It's um, it, they're they're fucking rare, man. Because I think I meet more shit people in the real world than I do at sport, and I don't know. Maybe that's just an internal bias I have, but I generally, if I think someone's a fuckwit, I'll just say it. Um, but like to them, hmm? yeah, to it them? depends how it's, what's happening. But yeah, I'm, if they ask, um. <laughs> What do you think but, of me? What do you think of me? Nah, you're a fucking. <laughs> you don't want to know the answer. You're a to drug that. peddling dog. Um, I am. I am actually. Uh, but yeah, the you 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 very rarely, and I've said it before. You very rarely meet like a a like really crap human being. Well, someone ball. that gets to the top of team sport or or gets to a good level in team sport has generally been in a team for a long period of time, and that kind of behavior tends yeah, to get so weeded out. Minimalist quickly. at a very minimal level, you know how to fucking operate where you don't completely piss off all 14 other people at once. Or like that's the very minimum. You might have pissed off 10 of them, 
but you haven't pissed off four of them. Like that's the minimum. Like uh, so very rarely will you meet someone you're like, wow, this guy's actually just a complete fuckwit. He's a complete loser. I always pick my jujitsu coach's brain because I, I think martial arts is so fascinating because it's so technical. It's so tech it's so technical. And guys, I've been doing it for a few years and I'm still awful. And I think it, that's just going to be the case for the next 10 years. He said, I asked him, what do you do? If you've got any difficult students, what do you do? And he goes, Matt, culture is the single most important thing. And I either tell them that if they don't change, they've got to fuck off. So he's, and I, I quietly just say to him, look, in, you should find another gym. And I think that's a really good way of going about it. Jiu-Jitsu is very much like, like respect-based, more so than other martial arts. But even when I was boxing at the boxing gym, like if there was a piece of shit, it'd be very apparent. And they just, the guy just be like, fuck off. Yeah. Not so not so subtly sometimes. I'm sure it can be done in a better way, but halfway through a class, you just feel like, get out. Yeah, but uh, look, it's more that, that saying, Matt, culture is the single most important thing. It's the same at a rugby club or any team. It's not. You don't reckon? No. If you're good enough, you can get away with anything. Truly good enough. It hates I'm, I'm not sure I agree with you. I'm not sure I agree with you. I, I think that one bad bad egg can spoil it for a lot of people. It can absolutely they, spoil it. Even if they are even if they are good enough. I think there's some personalities you can live with for sure. I think there's personalities that, that you will be more tolerant of because of their ability. But I, I think an out and out fuckwit. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, like I think there's a diminishing returns. Like if someone's truly the worst person to ever live. Like then it doesn't matter if they're a ten out of ten. But, but if look, if someone's just a little bit difficult, you can manage that. Yeah, I'm talking. I think there's numerous, numerous times where very, very good players have been unbelievably difficult. Yeah, and has it worked out for them? The teams that they're in. Are you talking about Australian teams? Yeah. Yeah, I would argue that I've, I can think of some of the people that you might be referring to I think it's, at the, I think at it's the worked, elite level. At where it's worked level. out for them maybe in the short term, maybe in not the, the long term. Individually, it's probably worked out for them, but the teams that they're in. But, like, I think in the shoot shield now, like, given the stock, I think people clubs would be more interested, not interested, but more willing to take a risk with someone who might be a bit of a pork chop. Definitely. And I think it happens a lot. Definitely. Just, just shout, because they need shout, a, a certain shout return. out to my mate James Whalen. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was talking, certain... talking to him today. He's going well. He's going okay. well over there. That's good. If I'd asked, that would have been a great response. But um, <laughs> how, how it must be cold over there. Anyway. Yeah, he's he's cold. He just came back for his brother's wedding. Uh, it was a perfect day. He's enjoying himself and he's learning a lot and going well. Well, no one wants to live in Doncaster, so he's a liar. He's a liar. They're going to fold, so it won't matter. Um, yeah, I do. I do think it happens more now than it probably once did. Um, but like, look, look, I think you're right. I again, I think <clears> there's a varying degrees of what you will tolerate. Um, some people are just confrontational people, and I, I'm not a very confrontational person, and I might not like that. But you can learn to live with some aspects of some people's personalities. But I think if someone's an out and out cancer, uh, I just can't see that as a good thing. It's fucking makes things hard. You know, but they, yeah, it's fucked. It makes things hard, man. Because then all you're doing is focusing on the one cancer. Well, they take a lot of time. They take yeah. a lot of time. And then you go, well, I've got all these great people who, do you know what I mean? Well, like, I think coaching made me appreciate the people more more so who were 
good people. Because it, it became so fundamentally more abundant because they're always on time. They always had their things ready. They always, And it's so helpful to the overall process. Yeah. Like when I was playing, I didn't notice as much. I just, I'd like people because they're interesting or they're like, obviously if they're good, they've got to be good at issue at footy to be playing first grade anyway. But it just, it's so, it, like if you were, if you were paying the ass, like every second conversation is a bit as you were in it. And that's just not helpful. But I, it just, it has to be the nature of just almost every team to an extent. Like I can't picture a team anywhere where, Every group of humans ever. Yeah, so that's just people, right? You know, and and I, I find, I find overall, that very difficult. My overall point is, if you if you're going to take up more conversation time, you have to be very fucking good. Correct. Very good. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I don't mean like played Australian schoolboys good. I mean like you are the fucking playing Australian be- schoolboys means nothing. New Zealand schoolboys means nothing. <laughs> New Zealand under twenties means nothing. What my have you point, done? My point is lately. What have you yeah. done lately? My point is, if you're eight, even if you're 18 or so and you're coming off a national team selection, that's not my definition of good enough. Like, I'm talking you're the best player in the world or, like, you're top five in the world of your position. Like, other than that, you can't get away with being a prick. What have you done lately? Me, I went for a walk. Because what you've done before, it doesn't fucking matter. It's what you've done lately. Yeah. I would yeah. argue. No, I wouldn't. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't keep, I wouldn't push back on that. I would not push back on that. I did a podcast with Todd Ikefu yesterday. I should love Todd. I mean, not that I don't love him now, but I, I fuck, he was my he was my hit. I loved him when I was. So I said I said it to him. I'm like, I'm doing this podcast. I've got the opportunity to meet two of my childhood heroes. One was Richard Harry, who could not have been a more delightful human being. One was Prince Andrew. <laughs> what? It, yeah, I, I got a feeling he might have gone for me in my skinnier days. <laughs> I had a few days where I was skinnier when I was 18. That's sick for a year. But, um, and then meeting, meeting Toto or Kef, meeting Kef, we're on a uh, nickname basis now. And talking about, the, talking about the Tongan team and um, some of the people that they've got coming in in the next year. There's some fucking talent there. There is some talent there. And he, he reckons, and I, I tend to agree with him, that one of the biggest issues is that they just don't get enough game time together because they're all over the world and for whatever reason the like the wallabies were together like 5 months this year or 4 months or whatever it was tonga had two four week stints together oh it's impossible it's fuck it makes things virtually impossible you know i think and- i think their recent crop are uh, they're obviously tonga tongan athletes are enormously talented rugby players but it yeah it makes it very very difficult um i don't yeah i don't, I, I just don't know. I don't know whether the off cast of like Israel Folau and like older New Zealand players who are eligible anymore is really what they need. What he reckons is that that actually brings. I, I didn't specifically ask him about that, but he said that there's three guys that came in this year: Vaya Fafita, Charles yeah. Piatau, and one other. Can't remember his name, but he's good. You you know who he was. And he said the biggest the biggest influence these guys have had is culturally around training and performance and actually being a professional because all, all the three guys that have come in are like superstars where they played. All three have played for the All Blacks. And um, oh, Colby Fang is going to be eligible for him next year. Adam Coleman. You know, they got some yeah. talent. Yeah. Adam Coleman's got Tongan heritage. So, that, look, they got, some, they got some quality coming in. Um, and yeah, but he said the biggest influence that they had was culturally around getting the young guys 
to understand what it takes to be a professional in the training and, and the preparation, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't doubt. I think that makes sense. I don't know. I cannot see a world where they're a dominant rugby team, though, because of the aforementioned reason. It's it's just so difficult because, like, you, like, again, it's just the point you made, but, like, you take a, a squad who are good, but they're not in the top four in the world, and you give them a fifth of the time to, together. Like, how the fuck – how are you supposed to do anything with that? Well, that's what he he's, he reckons, that if you gave them the same amount of time as, as one of the Tier 1 nations, they'd be competitive. And when he mentioned some of the team that he had, it's pretty hard to disagree with him. Because he reckons when they get together, all they do is, because they got such short windows of time, is they make it all as simple as possible, just get everyone on the same page and and, and try and, and sort of do things on the run a little bit. Yeah. Um, but mean, with the Wallabies who are in camp for a long period of time, you can actually build a style of play, build a defensive Yeah, play, well, I mean, I think you know, the Change Wallabies, on the run or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're beneficiaries, I think, of having less talent overall and being together more. 100%. But, yeah, I just don't – with the way things are set up in the near future and I don't know how they would get to a point, given where all their players play, like well, – he reckons, he reckons having the Moana Pacific has been very helpful. Uh, he reckons there's it was like 12 or 15 of them are, are Tongan players. Um, but he said having a specific Tongan super rugby team would be a huge step forward because what he noticed with all the guys that ended up going into Moana Pacifica is that they all improved significantly playing, training one, training full time because there was a bunch of guys that weren't. And two, having that week in, week out heat of playing against all blacks, wallabies. Um, yeah. And really I think if players. you if you made a Tongan team, you they would get better. And then I think the eyes would get picked out of them and they'd fuck off overseas. Well, he also said that they're they they didn't get any proof of this, but he, he reckons that clubs will give players extra money to sit out from Tongan duty or to sit out from a World Cup. Definitely. Without a doubt. I'd put my absolute house on that. My house and they, they tell them to do it as well. They're like, if you're gonna get more money to support your family, do it. We'll support you guys one hundred percent. It's one of the attractions of playing for a, a tier one. We don't have tiers like that, but like a tier yeah. one nations, you don't have to deal with bullshit like that. But I mean, it makes things very hard. I think if you had even like the Fiji and Drew and the like, they had a few guns. Those, I think, those blokes will be gone pretty soon. I think they'll be in France doing what high level rugby players do. But I think you like your bottom level in general. I think they'll, they'll get better. Mm. Very interesting conversation. I'm not going to release it to the new year, but um, talking to people you admire is cool as fuck, Jed. Yeah, I haven't actually. <laughs> I can't get onto Andrew Tate. It's fucking really distressing, bro. He look. If we got more than five fucking listeners on our YouTube, he'd probably come on, mate. I actually, I will say, I was, I was pretty crook last week. I've had fucking. You gave me a cough today, but. And I, I went on YouTube and watched the videos of him just hanging out in his house in Romania, like the Big Brother episodes, effectively. They're very entertaining. Those he's guys, awesome. They're so bored. And they're, like it was during lockdown and just the shit they were doing, like it was it was just what any four people who locked in a house anywhere would do, just get really drunk one night, play cards the next night, order heat. It was just very entertaining though. And uh, with the backdrop of having like an infinite amount of money. That'd but be nice. That'd it's be I nice highly recommend. I recommend it to even if you don't particularly like him. Like it's another form of reality television. It's just it, fuck. It's so entertaining. What have you made of twenty twenty two, Jed Gillespie? Fuck, 
bit of a shit show. Not as big, big a shit show as 2021. But I still feel like... For the world or personally? Oh, fuck, why not? Let's just lump them all together for everyone. I don't know, it's still... It's, it's still I mean, the start of the year, we're still doing COVID bullshit. Um, uh, oh, it's been a reasonably good year. Had a full shoot shield. The sun's shining. I'm not wearing a mask. So, like, things are going pretty well. But it's been a... It's been a it, I feel like it was like those news articles about COVID circulated and I've blinked and it's, it's fucking three it's two years, years down the track. Yeah. Like blinked. I very much look forward to reviewing this someday in a history book and figuring out how it's perceived to look back on because living it, like we had no fucking idea what was going on. Like people not going to work anymore. Now no one goes to work. Everyone works from home. Like it'll be viewed as some sort of thing. I don't know if we had a thing up to that point. This has been, that was a world thing. Yeah, not for a long time anyway. Not for a long, not for a long time. Are you got to go? No, no, my dad's just dropping schooners fucking next oh, to that's, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a shit show, but overall not, not so bad this year, I don't think. If someone would have said to you in January that at the end of the year you'd be living in Hong Kong, what would you have said to them? Um, probably not. That's probably about right. Like on percentages, probably not. But I'm not really living over there. I'm just no, I am living. Um yeah, I don't know. It's probably not, probably not. But hey, it's fucking it's for the previous two years I you couldn't fucking go anywhere. So it's nice to do something. Fucking earth. I think people are getting the like I know from the Hong Kong from Hong Kong side, like people have got the itch and they're just fucking flying everywhere. Like I don't know if it, Australians are doing that. I think we are. Yeah, there's people going mad here as well. Everything's so expensive, though. We're, yeah, we're going to Bali next week, and it's ridiculously expensive. I'm glad 2022 is over. I keep saying 2023 because I'm already on 2023 pre preseason plan. So, yeah, I was going to, that was one thing I was going to say um, going into preseason. I mean, going to the Christmas break, which has got to be the the greatest rival of any coach is the Christmas break, particularly when you get some of the big units yeah. um, fit, just run occasionally, will you? Like oh, who, whoever's out there, just run occasionally because it makes the – you can maintain your fitness so easily, but it's it's so hard to to start again. I think the biggest thing is, is you don't want to get injured when you start back training again because whilst you may come back a little underdone, if you've done nothing and you go back to a reasonable volume of running, that you'll break down and then you'll miss three, four, five, six weeks. And that's where that's where the real cost of not doing anything happening now. But if you run two or three times a week, it doesn't have to be full on. When you start back, uh, I think you'll be able to deal with it a little better. And, and I, look, I think we've got 11 weeks to round one when we start back. So that's a good amount of time to get properly fit. Um, but you just don't want to be missing any weeks. Yeah, it's just, it's, no. And that people do. So many hammies and fucking calves and shit in the preseason, like. Yeah, I think. You have to go, like, you, you, like your immediate after the first, like, right now, finishing training, it's like, enjoy, have a few beers, do this and that. Then you'll have Christmas. Then you'll go to Byron and fuck around for a week. Like, there goes three weeks, you're on the piss. Like, it's yeah, just, just go for it. It's very hard. Like, that's that point. Like, you. Like, if you're playing footy and none of your mates play footy, no one's fucking exercising. Like, you go on holidays, no one's exercising. 
you're hanging out and you watch 20 minute sprint session just get no, it takes a lot of it takes a bit of ticket to fucking do it i, I yeah look I, I think you don't win pre-season you don't win seasons or premierships in december uh, but it can certainly get you a, a fair step of the way along the line i was just i don't know what i was thinking there or what i was saying because i just saw you get up and i'm like hmm, i gotta drag this out a little bit and then i think i had a strike halfway through no no it makes sense like the but particular heavier guys or like the the fast twitch guys what's the go with milner oh bro i was meant to talk about this last week it's a fucking shit show and i'm not exactly in the know um i know i mean Anyone who supports Eastwood's heavily invested in it, even like if they don't care that much, like news pops up, they read it, this, that. So from what I can understand, the, the, the one of the local MPs has been kicking off about TG and the zoning, right? If TG doesn't get zoned for development, Eastwood don't get paid. So Eastwood would then, it would mean that Eastwood is stuck in between TG and fucking this place in Castle Hill, which is also running into development issues. So that's not, it's not actually good from an Eastwood perspective. Keep in mind that, no, I don't think you'll find one person who's stoked that TG Milner is being left, right? But if the if the choice is between Eastwood being rich and leaving or Eastwood being fucking broke, yeah, and having money. nothing, you then you, you, you got to you just take the money. So, so that so hold on. So, um, if the if the land doesn't get zoned appropriately for the person who's buying it, the deal's off, but they still have to leave. Uh, well, no, they you could, they they don't have to leave necessarily, but they'll be stuck in this operational way which they've been stuck for like fifteen years, where they can't produce any revenue, or so they say they can't produce any revenue. I think they fucking could, if the average age of the people running the place wasn't 85. So I think they could produce revenue. Fucking, it's not like I have to hold back saying that, yeah. but it's not, it's not good. It's not good. Like the, it's funny, the local MP, like, you know, support, say TJ Milner, let's keep it a public space. It's not a fucking public space. It's owned by an RSL. So like they could lock the gates tomorrow and just go, well, no one can fucking come in here anymore. But it's a highly, highly complex three-way ownership land rights thing. With a tr- there's some fucking wanker complaining about it. It always just takes one. Yeah, but look, it's you know. it's they're they're screwed. They're completely they're completely screwed. And so the the best thing for them is for the deal to go ahead, so they get money. Because if the deal doesn't go ahead, they get default. They're getting default payments at the moment from money they should be getting. So they should be getting you know millions, and they're only getting hundreds of thousands as a punishment. Mm. Um, for the other uh, party not paying, and but it's not good for anyone. Uh, so it's it's been a fucking nightmare. Well, that's some good news to end the show with. Yeah, I don't I don't know where that puts. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know what will happen now because some you some people who are in property in law things like that they're like you know X will happen. Other messages from people are like everything's fine. It'll be fucking awesome. So I tend to sit somewhere in the middle. Um, since I asked you asked something very close to my heart, I'll, I'll ask you: What was the story with the pub and your cousin? I have approval to. to yeah, you said this. you could tell it. I have approval to give this story. So we're at my nana's funeral in Condoblin. Great uh, start she, to a story, by the way. Absolutely cracking start to a story. 
she she was a wonderful person. She lived a, a very good long life and um, good innings. And and you know, I think once you get to a certain age, it's almost a relief. So she was at that point. We all went for the funeral. Um, my cousins are all from Cowra. Shout out to Cowra, great place. Flawless. And we're standing at the bowling club, and Tommy starts rolling a joint. Right. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because it's, it's legal. It's legal. What? I'm like, what do you mean? It's legal. So he has a medicinal marijuana oh, card. Medicinal marijuana card yeah. He's got a medicinal marijuana card. He's in. We go to a condo pub. Nice beer, terrible food. And he starts smoking in the middle of the pub. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? It's legal, mate. Medicinal marijuana card. <laughs> they, they're so, coming out more and more. Yeah, he's look, he, he gets it sent to him. Um, so he, I, yeah, I'll tell you off air what I did, but he, get, <laughs> he gets it sent to him. Um, had to go online and do some Zoom screening. Cost you a certain amount. Um, you have anxiety or whatever. Boom, sent to you. And um, there you go. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks fantastic. And yeah, we did that all at my Nancy funeral. Yeah. Well, I mean, what better time? The Yeah, it's funny. Like uh, my local GP, all our family go to, like he's moved to a big place and there's a marijuana guy in there. And I'm like. That's awesome. Well, no, I'm not, a marijuana. I'm not into my <laughs> marijuana, but it's, I'd very, be very surprised if anyone goes in and they get knocked back, right? Well, how are you going to make money if you knock people back? Exactly. So, like, but I, more and more people are doing it. Oh, it should be fucking legal. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's if a you plant. Want, if you want, yeah, but like, right, Brittany, cocaine's a, like, cocaine's a plant, and I will not, and don't say it should be legal as well. But like, the if yeah, this is if you want, like, I've losing. Well, cocaine. why shouldn't it be legal? What? Why shouldn't cocaine be legal? I think what it's was be was be illegal. Yeah, I mean, it would. I would base my argument around the impact that it would have to your ability to function, and where you go with that function. I, but what uh, about like alcohol? Yeah, you slowly get drowsier and drowsier and more stupid, which or is what happens with marijuana. Yeah, which is what happens with marijuana. Whereas cocaine, you would be fucking up for a week until you have a heart attack, probably. Yeah. I mean, it used to be legal. Did it? So, yeah, fucking oath. Like Coke back in the day had Coke in it. That's why it's called There's Coke. Med- medicinal cocaine's a thing. Obviously, you know about that. Where? I don't know. I, I read. I read it on a, a meme once. My, I don't believe that. But my favorite thing is on. It's not medicinal, but when people are like, yeah, I'm going to South America, man. Really want to see the. Uh, really want to see the Aztec, and I'm like, you're going on a drug tour. And they come back in two months and they got like a beard and like long hair and impregnated five different women. Yeah. Like anytime anyone's like, I'm going to South America, I'm like, okay, there you go. That's what now, now at least we've been upfront and honesty. But that might, that might have been the start of the story. The end of the story was I registered for this company to get a, a consultation mm. while I was drunk at my nan's funeral and I didn't end up going through with it. Didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I woke up the next morning and I what the fuck happened? Looked at my yeah, phone. emails from Dr. Green Thumb. Yeah, I, it's like Herbalife or something. Like Herb, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, it's I should have. It's going to be a very big market here when it cracks. Oh, 
the Jed Gillespie strain. That'll Man, happen. It's going to be so big. I'm telling you, it makes uh, it's besides the fact that I think Californians are already fucking useless before. That it's uh, it hasn't impacted society at all. The first well, year we're, I went, we're all useless here. Like yeah, most I know, of us but are the useless. first California particularly bad. The first year I went that it was semi legal. Second year it was properly legal, and it didn't. It nothing happened. There was no changes. Like it just. People, more tax money, more tax money, but people want to smoke it, smoke it. People, it's exactly what would happen now, really. I think the outlier of people who are like, "Oh, it's legal now. I'm definitely going to use it." Like, if you want to smoke it now, you smoke it. If you fucking like you do every day, and like if you if you want to do, you know, little white rock, you want to do rocks, then you do them anyway. And like, it's just it is what it is. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think legalized heroin would encourage me to do it. Just quietly. No, that's what I mean. Like it's. Stop winking. Stop winking. Yeah. I've seen people do ice before. That was a fucking weird experience. Really? Yeah, I've seen it. I was... Uh, oh, I don't know if I should tell this story. I don't know. So I think Sometimes I think most of your stories should have a week, like, week cooling off period on them. Yeah, I should think about it. It doesn't really incriminate me. I didn't do it, but I've seen it. That's some fucking trash, bro. I agree. That's bad, 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 bad. I'm obsessed with, like, Vice documentaries and stuff that talks and sort of goes through that sort of stuff because I'm just like, fuck, it's just next level existence. It's, Can you watch the Meghan Markle Harry documentary and do, do a reaction next week? I can't do it. I, I hate... Yo, actually, that was the one thing I want to say before we wrap it up. I Firstly, I won't do it. I hate them. I can't put money in their pockets. Secondly, we should what we should do a Meagle live on here. A what? A Meagle. What's that? It's like chat roulette. Like we, where we, it's just like someone will pop on. And it's just me and you staring at them. And we, we should, we should actually do we, that. We either spray them or we like talk to them briefly and then go to the next person. We'll just put the Zoom link on fucking Facebook or Instagram and go, hey, we're doing this thing now. Anyone want to be on the show? Stay on. We'll let you in by, one by one. Yeah. It's, I mean, that would be a far more civilized version. With the, Obviously, did you ever use chat roulette back in the day? No. I went on there one time and the, the problem with chat roulette is every, Second person is just a guy wanking. So like it's a tough, tough it's a tough watch. It's I don't know why chat roulette was associated with that. Amiga was like I, I saw some people on it the other day. It was very entertaining. I did we I tried to get on it in Hong Kong, obviously couldn't, um, because certain things are blocked there. But that would be it, it would be a good way to kill some time. And I know that we actually, need to kill time. <laughs> I've got to kill time. You probably don't. I do. I need to kill time. You ever think that if you live to 60, half your life's over? I watched that meme today. I watched that thing today. It's a fucking great way to end the show. It, I don't think of it. No, that's not how I'm living. It's oh. funny. Everyone sees the same memes. I know that for a fact. Oh, meme creating. I created a meme today. Yeah, I saw. Hey, what do you think? Good or I, no? I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Decent, decent meme? I love making memes. More of a private sort of meme that I'd send to one person. They'd get it. But yeah. um, I think a wholesale meme generator is really our like modern day astronaut. Like they're the they're the, they're at the cutting edge of society for me. I could not agree more. All right, we've come to the end of another excellent show. By the way, I thought last week not so good. This week we were good. I, I'd give it like a decent eight, nine out of ten. Not the greatest know, show ever, but I've got no idea, mate. I've got no idea. Oh, look, there was some good stuff for the young'uns. We rambled a little bit about politics. And, and at, at the end of the day, the whole point of this show is for us to enjoy ourselves. 
So as per usual, let's leave the people with something positive to hold on to, some inspiration, some words of wisdom. You know, is 2023 going to be better than 2022? For me personally, it fucking better be. Gee, I hope so. Oh, fuck. Where are we going from here? It has to be. I I don't have anything truly inspiring. Um. But I, gee, I, I firstly that again, that guy from Underbelly, I'm gonna fucking smack the fuck out of him. One, yeah. I think 2023 will be far better. I think it, it's a sunny outside at the moment. That's good. It's yeah. not raining. No one's chaining themselves to roads anywhere that I've been so far. Not yet. Uh, yeah. No, it's nice to be back behind the wheel. So I uh, look, everything's looking up. I can't see any world where uh, by the end of next year we're not living in Bucharest, Romania. Just counting Bugattis. Scumbag University. Launching <laughs> yeah. 2023. If you want to be a real scumbag, give us 35. It's even half of what the Tates are. $35 a month. And it's not who, where's your Bugatti? It's where's your Hyundai i30. <laughs> yeah, where's your Toyota Echo 2008? That's good enough for us. Very inspiring. Uh, thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe, share. Buy caffeine gum. And as always, please send Jed any nudes that you have. Also, any rugby-related Instagram pages. Oh, I've got to ask you this question before we go. Could prolong the podcast a little bit. I I won't say his full name, although he's a great person, and it rhymes with Hodge Lachlan. Hodge Lachlan reminds with that. He wants to know what Jed Gillespie's pronouns are. I, believe it or not, was actually thinking about this last night. Uh, I'm a Zizer. So there you go. I don't even know what that means. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of, none of it fucking matters. It's fantasy. Show me respect and call fantasy. me what, what I want to be called. And I've started training for NRL W 2023. That's the other reason 2023 is going to be good because I'm going to be playing fucking prop for the Broncos <laughs> and looking forward to the World Cup in 18 months. So there you go. There's another reason. Well done. Well done, world. Look at what you've done. Represent Hong Kong at the World Cup. Well done, Hodgie. That's a great question, mate. Enjoy uh, Christmas break, everyone. If we can get another one of these in next week, we will. If not, we'll be back in the new year. Please look after each other. Have a safe and happy New Year's break. And that will do us. Bye.